2: or keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for The Warrior's Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves.
0: Welcome to Warrior Watch. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves on this beautiful Wednesday, June the 29th. We are so happy to have you with us today. We're excited about what Jesus is doing around the world. We're excited to pray with you today and to talk about the things of the Lord. Today I have one of my special, special sisters in the Lord, friends in the Lord, an amazing handmaiden in the Lord, and her name is Karen Edwards. And I'm so excited about you hearing her testimony and her her walk with Jesus. She has so impacted my life in such an amazing way. She's, a, she's an amazing mother. She's an amazing wife. Uh, she's an entrepreneur, her and her husband have an uh, amazing business with a health and wellness company. Uh, literally, she's a, she's a built an empire, her and her husband with this company, but you would never know it by meeting her. She's one of the most humble, kindest, l- Jesus-loving women you'll ever meet, and that's, that's why I so much adore her. And I'm so excited for you to get to know her journey and how her walk with Jesus has impacted everyone part of her life. I think it's really important that we as Christians that re- to realize that Jesus is not a compartment compartment in our life. It's not something we do on Sunday. It's not something we do on Wednesday, but Jesus wants to be the filter that we do life through in every area. And I've watched Miss Karen model this out. And so I'm so excited for her to tell you, her testimony, uh, her journey with Jesus. She, you know, what she's been through and how she's applied herself. And really, it's about just being. You know, Jesus does all the work. That's what I love about Jesus, Karen. He does all the work. He just wants us to work with him. And so I want, I want you to just tell, um, BPN Radio, about your journey and how you got started with Jesus and kind of
1: what that looks like. Uh, for you. Yeah, Callie, thank you for having me here. And I'll tell you, all of a sudden, I just had tears in my eyes already, because as soon as I hear the name Jesus, I just, I think about how much he loves us all, what he's done for me and my life and my family. And I, I actually go back in time, and I think about when I knew his name, But it didn't bring tears to my eyes of love. You know, he was just a name. I was born and raised in a church, in a denominational church. My family, um, my father and mother, you know, brought me up in church, but I didn't know Jesus at all. And actually, um, as I walked through my childhood, and I won't go all the way back, but my childhood, my teenage years, my college years, while I knew of Jesus, I didn't know him. Yes. and so what I as I was reflecting on, even like how do I tell my whole testimony? I don't want to go back, but I want to talk to the ladies about one thing. When it comes to um, the the years where I knew of him but not him, right? And it was um, I thought about every voice that overshadowed his. I thought about from childhood to teenagehood in college. If there was a voice that told me something negative about myself for some reason because i didn't know jesus i chose to believe those voices right. over all of the the positive voices that were out there also all of the people that loved the lord and told me beautiful things about myself or life in general no i always tended to listen to that other voice so it always kept me in a place of bondage i never um i was fearful yeah and the thing that overshadowed me in all of my life was insecurity um, fear of people's opinions right? and so everything I did tended to be um, a response to that to try to be better right. to try to make people like me and, and, it, and I, I'm so glad that's gone it's totally gone but it came through meeting Jesus, not knowing of Jesus but meeting Jesus so that came later in life actually um, it, I feel like my story is like so many other people in the world you know my, I met my husband Andy we had two beautiful children we're walking through a life of non-Christianity. Um, uh, we weren't doing anything really wrong, bad. Right. But we, we, our kids were two and four, and we started contemplating life. And it's that old adage you hear, we went to church for our kids. Right, you sure. know, But the Lord is so good because it was Him knocking on our hearts. We didn't understand it all at the time, but at least we were trying to do the right thing. Sure. And we entered into a church that we both just um, had actually gotten invited to by a friend, and that was in 1994. And, um, really for me, the journey began because someone at that church handed me a Bible and I started to read the word of God. And I, I, when I look at my Bible now and I think about all those years of the word of God going in me, the one thing I remember most is not that I'm, um, you know, a scholar in the Bible, but that. I wrote in it <laughs> that I underlined things that I I started to try to find things in the Bible. To, you begin to eat it. I began to eat it, and I'm I, I um I started to get really really excited about that, and things started to begin to change in my life. Um, I have to say that there's something so beautiful about Jesus and the power of God in your heart when you want him and want to know him is that I didn't understand all this at the time, but he began to even start to talk to me about what was happening with my Bible reading. And this is a really embarrassing story, but I think it's helpful in a sense because it shows my journey. Um, I remember all of a sudden, like, feeling like I was um, proud <laughs> that I was reading the Bible, you know, like all of a sudden I wanted people to the left and the right of me to notice that it was underlined and that the pages were falling out. And it was just this gentle reminder to me, like, what does that mean? What is that all about? Sure. It was like all along the way, all I realized is Jesus is trying to shape me and change me. I didn't feel Badly about it, like I used to. And see, in the past, before I knew Jesus, I would have felt bad about myself, ashamed that I felt like that. But instead, I was like, what does that mean? And he started to talk about no, no, this is private. This is about me and you. This is not about other people and what they even think of. Don't go back to that. Right. And so I started, I heard a, a pastor challenge all of us to be brave enough to read the scripture from Psalms, Psalm 139, 23 and 24. And he said, be brave enough because the Psalm said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. And I thought, I'm going to start asking for that. And it was was just this journey of all of a sudden he'd tell me, um, watch the things you're saying. And I'd go to a scripture that would say, you know, say nothing that is not useful for building up, you know, and I'd say, he's telling me to do that because I'm doing something that he's not pleased with. it was all about falling into this place of this word of God is not to be more knowledgeable. I I just wanted it to change me. I didn't want to be Karen. Karen,
0: that's the difference between conviction and condemnation. Yes. See, when we get into this love relationship with Jesus, he begins to gently convict us that that doesn't taste bitter in our mouth that tastes sweet condemnation makes you go back to the insecurity i'm not good enough i'm blah 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 conviction is a gentle leading of the holy spirit toward righteousness which brings forth peaceable fruit and so i love that jesus was gently guiding you gently just helping you lay aside those patterns that you had had for a lifetime Exactly. And replacing those with healthy thoughts, God thoughts, God truths about yourself, and you embrace them on a daily basis. And, the, and I think the, the key for Christians, all of us, we're all on this, we're still on this journey, is to work with Holy Spirit daily. I remember the first time I met you, and the first time I ever came to your house, and you showed me your prayer chair. And I was so blessed by this because you were a denominal a girl that really was just seeking the Holy Spirit. You hadn't even come into the things of the Spirit yet, but you had already formed a discipline and you, and it wasn't a proud thing. You were, it was like a holy place in your living room. And I remember thinking, this is so beautiful to me. This is, so, and I saw such love in you Such love in you. And I thought, this is where we're really formed. It's in these private moments that we're formed into the image of Christ. If we'll just avail ourselves.
1: Yeah. I love that, Karen. Well, when you mentioned the prayer chair, and again, I'm crying because it was, you know, when you're at a place in life, and I was not somebody who, you know, dealt with... Sometimes you hear testimonies, and you're like, "My goodness, they came from drug addictions, or right. you know, abuse, or things like that," and and you think that's where people really. Um, can make an impact with the Lord, but I didn't have any of that. But but when I think about that prayer chair, I was just as desperate inside. Yes. You know, when you're a person who for your whole life is walking through life and things look good, but inside there's such chaos all the time, sure. such a whirlwind of emotions, you yeah. know. And so the prayer chair and the whole journey was because I was desperate to be Better at um, relationships with people that I was trying so hard. You know, there's such a difference between trying hard to be a good wife, right. or trying hard to be a good mother, or trying hard to be a good friend with the people at church, right. or trying hard to, you know, do well as you're trying to grow a business. Or work at a job and realizing every time I fail it's because of something inside of me that I just don't even understand, you know? So as you start to meet Jesus and you're sitting in that prayer chair you become desperate. It's it was. I failed at it when I was trying to follow the ABCs of how to pray. <laughs> yeah. When I first went to church, and I would, you know, in in Sunday school they would teach you the seven steps to journaling or the you know seven steps to prayer. I would always fail at that, and I was tired of that. Wow. And so what I really realized was I just want to be with you. And when I would sit in that chair and he would draw close, I remember the first time. And you're right. I mean, we're talking about a time. In my life when I had not been Holy Spirit filled yet, I hadn't even been introduced to the things of the spirit, the deeper things of of the Lord. But I can remember sitting in that prayer chair the first time I um, stopped just talking to Jesus in my journal, but I stopped to to ask him a question yes. and listen to him. And I I. I could go back to that day as if it were yesterday. I felt the breath of God on my face. Wow. And I realized this is where I need to be. I need This is where I want to be. Just where he is, I want to be because I feel him, you know, the presence of God. And then I started to hear his voice. And, you know, I will say for anyone out there that's listening, the journaling and the time with God where it's just you and him writing, there's a difference between, because I never stopped the Bible study. I right. went to Bible studies. I sought that out. But that intimate secret place of just being with God, with God is where the deepest roots grow. Because if you're transparent enough to say, this is how I feel right now. Can you help me? And he begins to pour into you his wisdom and guidance. And you've... You know what I did was I just chose to surrender and obey him because most of the time he was telling me things I like, don't say that to that person where I was trying to think of what should I say and right. he just say be quiet right now you know it's that little the little things that he tell you, you know, obeying him and you see the fruit of that you see the power of his wisdom versus yeah, our his, trying his
0: instruction this is the beautiful part about. Intimacy with Holy Spirit. We go into a place of worship and loving Him, and then asking Him for direction. And um, He wants to help us with the simplest things. I mean, He's as concerned about, you know, the lady at my job that annoys me and how I react to that, mm-hmm. as He is how many hours I spend in prayer or how much I. He wants to help with me with when I finally got when I finally got that He was concerned about every aspect of my life. I got a real, real breakthrough in my response to Him and actually in my my, uh, sanctification. Mm -hmm. Because I realized that He wasn't just a God looking at me like a Lord over me waiting for me to make a mistake, but He was my teacher, my God, my friend, my best friend, and He wanted to guide me through every aspect of my life. And that's why the enemy wants to rob us of our secret place That's another term for my time with the Lord, my daily time with the Lord. It's just, the enemy wants to rob us of that because that's where, that's where our strength comes. That's where our wisdom comes. That's where, that's, that's the, um, that's the gem for our spiritual muscles, right,
1: right, <laughs> and and so you
0: you made a choice even before receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost to make that a discipline. So after receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it just took you it, like quantum leaps to the next place. And it, so it, there's many people listening today that maybe you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and you know you you have you've grown, but you've not developed. And this is not a this is not a condemnation because there's been times I've been there that not develop that daily discipline of intimacy with Jesus. And I just want to encourage you, forgive yourself and just make a decision that the daily discipline of spending time with Jesus, that you're not going to rob yourself of that because really it will change your life, your perspective. It'll it'll make you brave. It'll take away the fear, it'll give you power to overcome. You'll begin to see through the eyes of the Spirit and not through the eyes of your generational background or your mom or your dad or, you know, the, the pain of the past. So I really want to encourage just right now before we go, I want to invite Karen back to talk some more to, for you to just make a decision right now today. Jesus, I am going to set some time aside every day and that is going to be mine and your time. And I'm going to turn my phone off and I'm going to grab my Bible and I'm going to wait on you. And there's going to be times I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to listen to your voice. And if you make that, if you make that dedication, I promise you, your life will literally get on an auto bond of the spirit and you will begin to see major, major Breakthrough and freedom in areas that maybe you haven't in the past. So, I just want to encourage you, Karen.
1: Yeah, and I want to talk about that a little bit in a couple of ways. First of all, to me, when I when I think about the secret place and I think about how intimate it is, how it's so intimate. I mean, we only know intimacy typically through a a physical human relationship, but the intimacy you can have with the Lord. It's beyond explaining, you know? It's beyond explaining. You know, think about what when you want to be really close to a human, it's like all you want to do is know their thoughts. You want to know more and more about them and how they feel and how they feel about you and all of those things. And you just throw that out the window compared to what intimacy with Jesus is. Can you imagine that? I mean, I think about that. I'm like, God. The God of the universe is is with me right now, and he's revealing himself to me. <laughs> See, because he's not just looking into me. He's showing me who he is. Yes. And that is when I really just, uh, I mean, it's overwhelming to think about. So as you're going to your secret place, think about that. He's, it, he's breath. He's life. He's hope. He's grace. He's mercy. He's your strength. He's all of that for you. But the enemy can't stand that. So one thing that I learned at the beginning was that... Um, I'm going to mess up even in my secret place and I'm going to be tempted to answer the phone. And actually I can, I can put myself back there, Callie and remember the days when I really did have it as a discipline and I wanted to be there. And then the phone would ring and I would tell myself, don't get up and answer it. And then I would get up and answer it. And then I would, have to bring myself back, and and I, and I learned how to just go. I'm sorry, Jesus. Sure, you know, sure. and you know where that came from. For any, you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher at heart, so I just want the women to have things to grab hold of too. Is I actually read a book called The Practice of the Presence of God, wonderful book by Brother Lawrence, and he talked about that very same thing. How when his mind would go away from his you know, his walk with God or the presence at that moment, he would not feel guilt. He would refuse that guilt, refuse that shame, and just come back and say, Jesus, I'm mm-hmm. back. And the God that loves you says, yay, you're back. He does not say shame on you. And this will take you to a whole different place because that's just beautiful. That's the relationship we all want you know, should be striving for because there's not a human on this earth that doesn't at some point say shame on you for X, Y, Z. Right. And Jesus never does that. Jesus never does he that. He never does that. So enjoy that time with him because it will grow you more than you could ever imagine. It is, it was my strength. Yeah. And,
0: uh, We're not going to haul. I mean, here's the thing. That's why it's important to develop that discipline, but I want you to focus on the word develop, develop, <laughs> because you're not going to get there overnight. Anything we make a decision to do, uh, I made a decision several months back to start eating right. It took me uh, 21 days to 100% completely quit desiring sugar, 100%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, I had to develop. I had to develop. And so... If we can realize we're in a development with Jesus the rest of our life, we're Mm -hmm. developing a journey We're, I am way better and closer to the Lord than I was a year ago, Mm -hmm. but I'm on a journey
1: a year from now, I'm going to know him deeper than I do now. Right, right. Well, it's like a hunger. I mean, just your food example is so beautiful because that's, that's how it is with hunger. You know, whatever yes. you feed yourself, you become more hungry for. Right. We all know the stuff we feed. I mean, Andy and I, I laugh right now, but kettle corn is just like this new fun thing for us <laughs> that we shouldn't be enjoying. But the more we eat it, the more we want it. So we have to stop ourselves there, you know. But I heard Leland, who's you know, part of our church, once say this, and and I... Um, I this helped me and it's helped so many other people as I've shared this with them. But when you talk about your walk with the Lord or your time in the secret place and think about it like this, at first, it is a choice and it is a discipline, but there's going to be a shift because as you discipline yourself, you meet God. Right. And what happens is then it becomes a desire. That's exactly right. And so you move into that place of now I'm desiring it. Right. But it gets even better than that because you meet him more and more and he, he shows up and the fruit of that and all of the freedom that happens, all of a sudden it becomes a delight. It's exactly So right. moving from discipline to desire to delight, we can walk in delight no matter what circumstances are in our life because that place is a des- delight. And it can be 24 hours a day it's, when you begin to learn how to just be always in his presence. It's a, like anything else. Welcoming his presence. The He's more, always there. The
0: more you spend time with him, then the more you know them and and you know I can go now if I had something that I pretty much keep my prayer time I don't allow the enemy to take that right but there are times something will come up and I'll have to get going really early and I didn't get my prayer time and I am like it's like I miss breakfast Mm -hmm. it's like I miss Mm -hmm. I'm like it's not a guilt thing with me because sometimes I can't control it I'm a pastor I'll get a call I have to go to a hospital or go do something but but I will immediately get back and grab my time because I want it. Right. It's not like I'm trying to check something off a list mm. or say I'm spiritual or I'm the, you know, Miss Super Christian. Because God knows we're all dealing with our life and we're growing. And But it is something that I want. It's moved in. You're so right. Discipline, desire, delight. That's so beautiful. Um, we're getting ready to play a song by Leland. Uh, it's one of the most beautiful songs that he's has got called Where You Are.
1: Um, and I, w- I want you to just take some time. And uh, Carrie, I want yeah, you to encourage I wanna... them. I do. I wanted to say something about this song because I chose this song for the break. And I thought later, you know how you can just you can go backwards. Sometimes your mind, I thought, well, it's eight minutes and 42 seconds long. Sure. Maybe I should have chosen something else. And I thought, no, because I want these ladies to take the net. I really encourage you ladies. I know how we are in our world. This could be your break before you turn this back on, listen to us talk again, but this is going to be the most precious time for you. Cause I really feel like the Lord wants to be with you yes. right now. So I just encourage you to get very, very quiet, shut off everything else in your life. And for the next few minutes, this song ministered to me more than anything because it's how I feel about the Lord I know it's how you feel about him so and, awesome. and he wants to be with you right now so I, I love and this enjoy this song uh, Where You Are by Leland we'll, we'll be right back
2: nothing like you There is no
0: heard of Leland take the time to go and uh, put him in your iTunes and download everything he's got he's an amazing man of God thank you Karen for everything you've said so far and what a blessing you've been to my life and it's been such an honor to watch you grow in the Holy Ghost and watch you become such a powerful woman of God I want you to um, tell the BBN radio listeners About how your walk with God changed once you received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and kind of what that looked like. So I think that would bring a real blessing to their life. Yeah, I would
1: love to. Um, First of all, it's amazing sitting across from you, and I know, ladies, you're just listening on the radio, but I have to say this: I'm 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 sitting across from and looking at the woman who taught me the things of the Spirit. And it, it, it's amazing. It's just absolutely incredible what can happen. I had fallen in love with Jesus starting in 1994, Callie, 15 years wow. of just seeking Him and spending time with Him and devouring His Word. Right. And in all those years, I still struggled with so many things that I didn't understand at the time, but they were chains. You know, there was right. just bondage. It was just things I... I didn't quite get, but one thing I got was that there had to be more, you know, from reading and all of that. So I was, I was asking, I was literally begging God, you know, I want to go deeper. I want to go higher. These were in private times in my journal. And then it happened, you know, he gave me the answers to my prayers, you know, the wow. desires of my heart. He brought me to the place of meeting you, um, and being able to be introduced to, uh, a church that, you know, honored Holy Spirit, and, right. and taught, and and um, just flowed through the Holy Spirit. But what happened for me, in a nutshell, is after fifteen years of um, some what I would call sanctification or some changes, you know, right. and and you know, growing in the Lord. It felt like um, I, a word I would use was like autobahn. All yeah. of a sudden, really and truly, things started shifting and changing when I met Holy Spirit. When I got baptized in Holy Spirit. When I understood that Jesus actually had another gift for me. And you know, yes. it was funny because me and my daughter would look in the Bible and go, "It's." all right there. How did we miss it? You know, but sometimes it's just about teaching and instruction. So as I started talking to you and we just started meeting, I had question after question after question. And all you did was point me to the scriptures that, and what Jesus had to say about his gift of Holy Spirit. And, and what happened through that is that I started to learn how to, um, walk a life of partnership with the Holy Spirit, you know, just kind of in tandem with, you know, where he was in charge of everything, but I had to learn how to do that. Sure. And so it was, um, you know, still the same old life and still the same old things that come up, but I got, I learned how to say, Holy Spirit, what do you see here? Reveal to me what you have to say about this situation. I learned how to do that. People taught me to to just walk like that. And so all of a sudden, as I would face anything or I would start to see inside of me something that I knew wouldn't please God, instead of trying to fix it, I would just say, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say about this? And he'd always just allow Jesus to speak to me because Holy Spirit, just just like Scripture says, he will remind you of the things I have taught you. And Jesus left and said, I'm going to send someone better. He'll be with you all the time. Yes. He'll be with comforter. you all the time. He's going to be your comforter. He's going to be your healer, your guide. You know, he's going to um, be your counselor. And that is a life that's completely different than an intellectual life of, of knowing God and Jesus or even a relationship with just Jesus. It's it's Jesus in me and allowing him to take all of me away and just become a mirror Of him, because our deepest desire in life is to love like Jesus loves, but we can't do that. We have to become that. That's exactly right. And Holy Spirit in us is how we become Jesus with skin on, how we become love. It's not us, and that's what I learned. You know that the trying was over, and this just the power of Holy Spirit is what I learned. It's His power in me that allows me um, to be strong enough to forgive, to be strong see, enough to work with Holy to, Spirit. To work with Holy Spirit, and so many times people see some of the Beatitudes or some of the things of Jesus, and it looks like weakness when you're quiet, or it looks like weakness when you, um, you know. Forgive, it's not. It's it's strength, yes. and it's not strength in you. Like what I learned was, I don't have to be strong. He's strong, yes. and so it's submission to him, and just it's a it's a walk like no other.
0: Well, he is the teacher, and we are the student. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like you know, if I decide I want to become really good at calculus, <laughs> and I have to go get me a calculus teacher, I have to lean on that teacher. For step by step instructions to solve the problems. Well, here's the beauty part we've got the master teacher, and he wants us to lean on him for step by step instructions on.
1: Solving the problems of this life. Everything, everything. Um, I heard it in our church one time, or many times. Holy Spirit is a genius, and it's that's a fun thing to think about. Like the genius is is my best friend. Jesus says, "I I now call you friends." He's our friend, you know. Um, The God of the universe is teaching us. Everything we need to know. I mean, we don't need to go anywhere else. It's learning how to just live a life where, you know, the other thing about Holy Spirit is it's, it's, as he reveals God to us. So you start to really understand the goodness of God when you, when you live just in complete um, relationship with Holy Spirit. And God is so good that your faith can rise in the most difficult circumstances. When I think about some of the, most difficult things I've ever walked through. And you know some of them. I mean, sure. we're friends. Sure. And I think, um, I can't even breathe without yeah. you right now. But that's the good news Yeah. because he's right there. Yes. And so then he takes us through. And what I think is most important is um, I remember the shift when it was about me. I need you. I need you. I want to learn more about you. And then it shifted to there's a world out there. See, all of this is about... You said something earlier when I was thinking about how uh, how much God loves us and how incredible it is to think about. But there's a bigger picture, sure. and I remember that's the fun part too is thinking every choice that he um, guides me through, if I'll step in obedience, it's affecting someone else. It's affecting people I don't even know because God has a kingdom mind. right? And it's not just about us and our own families either. The beauty is he does care that right. much about right. us right? and he wants the best for us, but he has so much in, in the plans are for everybody we're attached to and beyond. You right? Know? My puzzle piece,
0: mm-hmm. my family, mm-hmm. my puzzle piece is part of the master plan right. of God's kingdom in the world. And when you get that, and there's so many examples of that in the Bible. We One of them is Hannah. You know, she she couldn't have a baby. Mm-hmm. And so she began, to, she began to, she grieved and mourned over the fact that she, because, you know, back then, it's not so much today, but back then your whole identity was tied up in your ability to reproduce and to become a mommy and to provide sons for your husband. I mean... You know, every the whole whole culture was wrapped around that. So if your womb was barren, that was like a a huge black mark on your life. And so not only did she have an innate desire to be a mommy, because every woman has a desire to be a mommy, but she had a culture that only celebrated women that could bring forth children. Mm -hmm. And you think about how sad she was and how tormented she was by the other wife that made her feel terrible about herself and then she gets to the she goes to the temple and she cries out to the lord and god heals her gives her a promise and he answers her prayer to so that she can be a mommy he solved her her family problem he solved her identity he solved her he he broke the curse over her life but the beautiful part is that baby boy was an answer to a kingdom need because the 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 priesthood was in disarray you know the eli and his sons were in sin and god needed a holy prophet to oversee israel and so he solved hannah's personal problem but he solved a kingdom issue. And that's when we begin and I love what you said Karen. When we first get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, we're really just we're trying to we're like in the airplane trying to get the oxygen on right, ourselves. Right. I so we, that. we don't oh. have time to heal anybody else. We got to get healed ourselves. Right. And that's all natural and normal and don't feel guilty about that. No, he
1: wants that. He, he wants, wants you that. healed. He mm-hmm. wants us
0: healed. But once we get to the point that we're strong and we're we're healed and we're operating and and all God has healed our family Now God wants to fit us into the kingdom puzzle because Jesus... For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave everything for the world. And so he gave everything for you and I to be whole, delivered, set free, walk in freedom. But now we have the responsibility and the joy and the pleasure of going and taking that gospel to the world and setting other people free with that gospel. Right. What right. a blessing. What a blessing.
1: And that's what Jesus wanted, right? And you even think about, like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. I love that because. We should not be seeking God for things or for ourselves anyway. Our he will add, he he already has it all in place. He knows exactly what he sees for us, for the world. And so if we just think about that, we can take every step of every Part of our life and, and handle it, yes. But handle it with such a huge um, victory that we we don't stifle some of the things that could be happening for other people too. You know, you said a couple of words that I have written down in my journal um, about walking through life right now because the most difficult things in life, um, if we can just trust God then then all the, the plans he has for others, the kingdom work will still, will be a part of it. See, yes. He'll get it taken care of regardless, yes. but I want to be a part of it. Me too. So if I think about prayer and praise and his promises in any situation I'm facing, um, wh- when I'm in the midst of it, I'm going to praise him. I'm yes. going to pray, but I'm going to remember his promises so that I don't have to be burdened by the midst of the circumstance. I just keep claiming the promises. The freedom comes quickly, and then his his kingdom work can still be done. Everything that God does. Through me. Yeah, everything that God does in the kingdom of
0: God, everything. And I want you to underline everything. Everything God does is through prayer. Yes. He'll speak it. Even the prophetic things that's been spoken over your life, you... You have to work with Holy Spirit and pray those, pray those into existence because God moves through prayer. And especially when we pray in the spirit.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about that, Callie. Let's talk about that. That I'm glad you just said that because, because, um, in, when I met Holy Spirit, now we're talking about also the your prayer language. And of course that was foreign to me in the past. I didn't understand it. But once you understand that when you're baptized in Holy Spirit and all these other things, we're talking about Him being our guide, our healer, our counselor, all of that, He also gives us the power to overcome sin. He gives us just a deep desire for the lost, but He also gives us that supernatural prayer language. And that is a choice if we can understand the power of that. And we can understand that if we... I, I just learned how to... Um, trust and submit to that too and and started to get so excited about what can happen in the in the world for my own life my families my children by every day just choosing to pray in the spirit this gift is a choice we get to open our mouth or not yes but um, I've learned that I can't even survive you know without praying in the spirit because I don't know the perfect things to pray and God's given us. A spirit in in that lives in us that can pray that perfect prayer. So any woman out there that doesn't have the prayer language or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or maybe you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you've used you know you've you've spoken your prayer language, but you haven't quite stepped into the the knowledge that it is so much the power of what can happen in your life and others. It's the spirits doing things that we don't understand. But if we trust God, then we want to be walking in that.
0: When we pray in the spirit, it's literally like taking uh, our our body <laughs> plug and right. plugging it into the this power source of the universe. There's something that happens, like you said. We pray perfectly. We pray in we pray in English. We pray with knowledge, and then we pray in the spirit. And the, and I do both. I do both every day. Yes. But when I pray in the Spirit, I can't even explain. Sometimes I'll know what I'm praying for. It's, it's kind of amazing. Sometimes I'll actually know Holy Spirit will reveal to me what I'm actually praying for. Sometimes I don't. But every time without fail, when I pray in the Spirit, I leave with my most holy faith built, built up. up. Yeah, it builds up our faith. It builds it builds me up. It gives me strength. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'll get wisdom for things that I've been perplexed about. I'll have clear vision, uh, maybe something I've been trying to figure out and I felt confused. That one moment in prayer, that one moment, or maybe it's right after prayer, and all of a sudden, okay, no, this is easy. this This is easy to fix. And it's just amazing because the genius mm-hmm. of the universe is not only working around me, but he's working in me Mm -hmm. and he's working through Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And um, we're so limited in our natural body, in our natural mind. I mean, no matter how intelligent, you're very intelligent. You know, you've got to Karen, you're very intelligent. I consider myself above average. I'm not, I'm not a dummy, Mm -hmm. but the most intelligent person we know is an idiot, is a complete idiot besides when you compare them to God. So when we have the, genius of the universe that we have access to and you know his his ways are his ways are kind his ways are holy his ways are meek his ways are the road less traveled Mm. his ways will always lead to blessing it's amazing what holy spirit does in our life and he gives us such peace and joy and such
1: wisdom rest. and such rest. Yeah. That's, there's rest in the Holy Spirit. There's holiness. rest in the Holy Spirit. There really is. And sometimes when they're all around us doesn't feel like rest, if we'll take time with Him and we'll pray in the Spirit and our, our most holy faith will be built up, but there is a supernatural rest because it's a knowing. We're connected, to the Spirit of God, you know, we're connected so closely at that moment that Rest can only be a byproduct right. of that as you sit in the peace and the presence. You think and the of the rest King of, God. of the universe. And, and the goodness. Uh, I mean, he's perfect and good, and everything about his ways are for our, our good. And so there is a rest in that. And we learn how to walk in that rest. I love it. We joke around all the time, Callie, you and I, when we talk about rest, it doesn't mean sit around and do nothing. Right. That's not what rest means. Rest is an inner. Um, knowing and peace and trust,
0: an inner position of stability. of
1: stability, knowing that the God of the universe, and there's a song that we've been singing lately at our church and one line just hops off the page and my spirit just jumps. And it says, no one wants to make things right more than you. Oh, and when I heard that, I thought that's, that's, that's so true. He wants the best for all of us. And so it's learning how to just walk in this journey of be. You know. Karen, one of the things I wanted to um,
0: let the listeners know: I, y- you can't talk to you five minutes and know that you're a um, you're a huge lover of Jesus, mm-hmm. and you you're. I mean, that's the most passionate thing in your life. But you know, I want to encourage. There's a lot of people listening, and maybe you're struggling in your business, or you're struggling in your marriage, or you're struggling with one of your children, or you're struggling with maybe a coworker, or you're struggling with your own deeper inner fears or insecurities. But I've watched Miss Karen, and uh, she's, you know, she, first of all, I love her heart, and I love the humility and the love for Jesus. And she treats, I see her from a pastoral sense and a friendship, and I watch her treat the person in the church that walks in off the street the same way she treats the person that maybe has the, you know, the best car, the best life, and she treats everybody the same. And what I love about you, Karen, is this relationship with Jesus has literally, you filter everything through. Your business has exploded, It exploded after you got, were filled with the Holy Ghost. It was doing well, but I mean, it exploded. But it, you have literally everything in your life, your marriage, your business, your children, you have filtered everything through this love for Jesus. And I want to encourage uh, BPN Radio listeners, you know, it, God wants you to be successful in every area of your life. He wants you to be successful in your business, whatever that is. He wants you to be successful in your relationships. He wants you to be successful in Everything in your own personal victory. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to whatever you want. You feel like God wants you to do. Maybe you want have a dream to go do missions, or you have a dream to get your college degree. Or He wants all of those things for you. He, he is so. But if we can just learn, it's not Jesus, then our career, then our family. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a compartmental. It's Jesus. Through Jesus, I can love my family. Through Jesus, I can be successful with my job. Through Jesus, I can be successful. And you have learned that. And Mm -hmm. that's such a beautiful
1: thing. Well, I think the word love, you know, we can't take that uh, like the way the world talks about love and there's different levels of love and all of that's all true. But if you fall in love with Jesus, I mean, he wants us to be him on this earth. That's why he came. That's why he died. He didn't just die for us to go to heaven. Yes. So the more time you spend with them, and the more God reveals Himself, and the more the Scriptures become your total truth. That's yes. how That Bible is your life. That's how you live. Uh, it, all the way through, it is simply love is people. Yes. And so the challenge is, will I obey and lay my own pride down and lay my own hurts down and lay? But um, can I read a scripture? To sure, you? sure. I actually found this. I am. Um, Because I was trying to uh, find a way to describe the mirror and how, you know, once he changes you, you know, I I used to not be able to look in a mirror. Right. And now when I look in a mirror, it's the exact same face. It's the exact same person. It's the exact same everything. There's no changes. And yet I see a totally different person. Yes. And so I know there's a scripture about that. But this is the message version. And I may just talk to you about it afterwards. But it says, whenever, though, they turn to face God, and as Moses did, God removes the veil. And there they are face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chisel stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that's what we've been talking about this whole hour. That old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. See, I'm done. I was done with that old life once I I met him. I didn't know everything yet, but I was done with that other stuff. I had to be. It was awful. It says we are free of it, all of us, nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah. Our lives are gradually, gradually, right? You said it's a walk. Yes. It's a walk. But our faces are gradually, and our lives are gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives, and we become like Him. We become like Him. Yes. And it says a living spirit in us. So it's all it is, is it's Him, you know, that's all we should all want. Well, is Christ just is being formed
0: in, in us, us
1: as we surrender to the process. Right. And so those that I, I, when I love, like you're saying, wonderful, beautiful, thank you for those compliments. But when I think about the old Karen, I would have looked at a person and not felt that love. See, that's God looking at that person. I've learned to say, show me, <laughs> let me see what you see when I look at somebody that's hurt me. Let me see what you see. Yes. You know, let me see what you see, who you see, because otherwise I'm seeing them through my eyes, and that's always going to be filtered through self. And- right. Let's take the time real
0: quick before we, because we're about to run out of time. I want to pray for the BPN radio listeners. Yes. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for Karen. I thank you for her love for you. I thank you, Lord, that you transformed her life. You completely redeemed her. Through this process of yielding to you. And I just declare that everyone that's listening that they're gonna be, if they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, they're Mm. gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit. I declare that we are going to yield ourselves to you a hundred percent of the time. God, that we're gonna live lives that is so dedicated to just being with you. And you are sanctifying us through just being with you, just being with you, just loving you, just honoring you, just asking for your help in the little things. Things, the big things. God, you're so concerned. And we just, I just pray for every listener out there yes, today, that Lord, that they will be transformed by your power. They will feel your love through these radio airways, Lord, that they will feel your love and your power, God, and they will be drawn by your spirit to, to be closer to you. God, we give you the praise and the glory yes, for what Lord, you've done in Karen's life, for what you've done, done in my Jesus. life. God, for the mercy that and the forgiveness and the the, the the love that you've shown our children and the and the and the beautiful things you exchanged our rags god for riches you exchanged my sin God for salvation you ex- exchanged my pain for for joy and victory god when I had nothing I came to you god I came to you with nothing and you gave me everything and I just thank you lord that there are hundreds of people being filled with the Holy spirit today and god they're going to know you and the power of the Holy Spirit. And they're going to get their prayer language today. Mm -hmm. And then for those that already have it, they're going to begin to utilize their prayer language and their intimacy with you every day, God, to build up themselves in their most holy faith. God, you're revealing yourself to the body of Christ. You're revealing yourself. The church is coming alive. The church is waking up. The Mm. church is having a desire for you, Lord, more than we ever have before. God, I just thank you that your mercies are new every morning. I thank you that you love us. Karen and I feel your love today in the studio. We feel your power. We feel your joy. We feel your strength. God, we could do nothing without you. We honor you today, Lord. We honor you. We honor you for all the things that you've done. You loved us, God, when we didn't love you. You forgave us, Lord, when we didn't even know how much we needed you. And oh my God, you've been so good to us. And I just honor You today I just speak Blessings over every Listener I pray for BPN Radio today I thank you For this radio network I thank You for Papa Dale and Jean I Thank you for their sacrifice to To send prayer and intercession Across this nation I declare that this nation is Arising and waking up as A spiritual giant that it's been Designed to be from the foundation of This country I declare revival All over America I encourage every listener to support BPN Radio. God is calling people to get, to, to support this network. This is a, a God mandate. This is not a man mandate. Papa Dale Gentry has listened to the Holy Ghost and he stopped a year of his life to pray and seek God for revival in America. And we stand with him for revival in America. We thank you, Lord, yes, that lady. pastors across the nation are beginning to pray and seek. God. We thank you that prayer groups are popping up all over Mm -hmm. America. We thank you for revival in Texas, revival in the Northeast in the Southeast on the West Coast. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. We declare the blessing of the Lord over this network. I declare the blessing of the Lord over Karen and Andy Edwards and their children. I declare they're going to do great exploits for Jesus. I prophesy that Karen will see a major move of God in everything she sets her hand to. I thank you Lord for her blog that she's just written. Go to a uh, warrior chicks, warrior chicks.com and, and read her blog, a squirrel, a squirrel, a squirrel on a wire, a squirrel on a wire. She's an amazing writer, an amazing woman of God. I want you to get that blog. Uh, Check us out. We've also got our prayer call coming up. So go to Warrior Chicks and warrior-chicks.com and you'll know when our prayer call is going to be. Sign up for our prayer call. We look so forward to seeing you again next week. This program will also be aired tonight at 7 p.m. I love you with all of my heart and have a blessed day. For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go
2: to bpnradio.com.